hot mess mamas. I know what it feels like to chase your kids all day, drown in laundry, and put yourself last. I know what it feels like to look at the Pinterest moms and the perfect feeds and feel inadequate. But I want you to know that you don't have to feel that way because motherhood isn't perfect. It's beautifully imperfect. I'm here to help you let go of the stress of making motherhood something it's not meant to be for you and creating a super vibrant side to motherhood that fuels your heart and empowers your kids, but makes it more productive and effective for you. Hi, I'm Michelle Bird, and I'm here to walk you through simple, practical hacks that are going to make your life much easier and create more time and space for what actually matters. Fun! Fun forever memories with your kids. So hand out those afternoon snacks and toss in a load of laundry. Who are we kidding? Let's dig in. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Busy Vibrant Mom podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Bird, and I'm excited to get back and talk with you. I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. It's a sweet time with family. We had a great time spending time with our extended family down in San Diego and then more family in LA. So we had so much fun. We flew down and our kids love San Diego. They know that grandma lives down there and so they are excited and feel like it's their second home. So we got to do some fun things like go on the midway and go to the zoo and just have a relaxing time together playing in the pool and doing all kinds of fun things. So super fun. I hope you enjoyed yummy treats and just being with family. I can't believe that Christmas is here. Do you ever dread the day after Christmas? I do. The week between Christmas and New Year's, I always feel a bit empty after all those presents have been opened and the anticipation is gone. I don't know what it is, but there's something just after Christmas, I feel kind of a letdown of like, ah, and I used to be confused because every year this would just be true. I know that Christmas is not all about the gifts and what's under the tree and all those things, but I would just feel kind of like a letdown. I know it's about celebrating Jesus and his coming to earth as a baby and ultimately dying for our sins on the cross. And that is huge and the true reason for Christmas. But I don't know why I just felt a sense of a letdown and a sadness after all the Christmas anticipation and excitement was over. And so in this episode today, we're going to talk about some ways to avoid those Christmas blues and hopefully plan your season a little bit better so that you are able to be refreshed and enjoy that Christmas season. I realized one very important thing about the days after Christmas and leading up to New Year's. That Jesus has just put that longing in our hearts to show us that nothing on earth can truly satisfy our souls. 
Jesus is the only one that can truly fill our hearts and souls. So just that letdown that you do feel, if you feel it after Christmas, after the anticipation, I know our kids have mentioned that they feel it. And Jesus has just put that in our hearts to help us to know that all those gifts, all that anticipation, all the commercialism of Christmas and all those things are exciting and fun, but that they can't fill us. And so I think part of that sadness and kind of that lull after Christmas is to be expected because we are just made that way and we are made to anticipate more. But in doing that, it made me feel, okay, a little bit better than I know that God has put that on my heart and that I'm supposed to be a little bit down after Christmas, that that's okay. But I still really wanted to avoid the Christmas blues. And it wasn't until I actually learned recently that the church calendar celebrates the 12 days of Christmas actually after Christmas. It's actually the days after Christmas from the 26th until January 5th. And so that just made me feel a whole lot better and different that I had always thought those 12 days of Christmas were at the beginning of Christmas and leading up to Christmas and Jesus's birth. But to really understand that those are days of celebration and those are supposed to be days of excitement after Christmas. So in knowing that, I was super excited that Okay, maybe I have things wrong and that's why things seem a little upside down and a little depressing after Christmas. Here are some really fun ways to avoid those after Christmas blues or at least make them a little bit lighter. (laughs) This is not such a kind of like, oh, not depression, I would say, but just a sadness. So quick tips for you would be three steps. Act. A-C-T. So if you're writing this down in notes or anything else, or even if you're driving, just remember A-C-T. First of all, anticipation. I heard this from another podcast or an author, but just to save all those super fun traditions for after Christmas. Save the things that your family loves to do together in anticipation of celebrating. Save them for after Christmas so that you can enjoy and have that to look forward to. It gave me so much more freedom because I always try to fit everything in. As moms, I think oftentimes we feel guilty if we don't have the perfect Christmas all set together and we think we're building traditions and what are our kids going to remember and you want it to be a really fun, memorable experience for them on Christmas morning. And there's so much that's built up in that. I always felt a little bit guilty of like, okay, we have to do all the things. I have to wrap all the gifts. We have to get the tree. We have to decorate the tree. We have to decorate the house. We have to go see friends and family. Oh, we got to bake cookies for neighbors. Oh, Christmas cards. We got to send out Christmas cards to everybody and make sure we get those out. So many, many things. And there's always a lot of really fun things. But as I've been looking at Christmas more and more and the whole holiday season and the whole December season, 
season, I've realized what kind of things can I take off my plate and put for those 12 days after Christmas, like baking cookies. We love to make gingerbread houses actually together. So that's something that we can save until after Christmas. We can do gingerbread houses together. I usually have the kids use up all the rest of the candy that we have. So if we have Halloween candy, if we have Christmas candy, whatever candy it is, I let them put all the candy on their gingerbread houses. And it's awesome because we use it all in that one fell swoop. And when it's gone, it's gone. Also, it's kind of gross because they... (laughs) (laughs) They put it all over their house and then it sits out there for days. And so I'm really not tempted to eat it at all. So I try to (laughs) encourage the kids, use it all up and make whatever you want to make out of your house. And then at the end, at some point in January, maybe several days after the houses have been up, we have kind of a feasting day and they get to eat it after lunch. We don't let them eat it in the evening because we're afraid that they won't go to bed after all that sugar. So usually lunchtime is the best time. I put their houses in kind of a container, like a cooking container that has sides to it so that it all stays inside one spot. And then we take those (laughs) trays that are movable or like a cookie sheet and put them outside and the kids can go eat them on the front porch or somewhere else because then the cleanup is so easy because they're getting frosting everywhere and breaking off pieces of the house and so I don't have to worry about inside my house and they enjoy it and sit outside eat some of their gingerbread house and then if they want to go run around they run around play games outside then come back eat some more of their gingerbread house so it works out amazing so just saying If gingerbread houses are your thing, you might want to follow that. Another thing we love to do, as I said, sometimes we make cookies and give them to our neighbors. I love making Christmas cards and putting those together and sending those out to people. And I've just learned that I never get them out on time for Christmas. It just doesn't happen. There's so many other things that are on my plate beforehand. So I always make New Year's cards in anticipation, knowing I'm not going to get them out by Christmas. And if I did, great. They say Happy New Year. And that is my little trick of... I don't have to stress about trying to get cards out by Christmas. I get them out in between Christmas and New Year's and always make them New Year's cards instead of Christmas cards. It just makes things a little bit easier. So I try to save the things, the traditions and the things that our family loves doing that I can. I've noticed that sometimes we can't push back events or things that are happening. Christmas musicals that we're going to or our kids in are, are involved, school events or looking at Christmas lights because if you wait too long, they'll be down by that point. Also going to see like the Festival of Lights or Christmas in the Park or different events that are around are often hard to get around of exactly when they are. But if they're traditions that are strong in your family, like doing gingerbread bread houses or making cookies for your neighbors or doing Christmas cards or New Year's cards. All those things or whatever you can do can be held off until after Christmas. So that would be my suggestion just in anticipation to save some of those fun traditions for after Christmas 
as many as you can, maybe watching Christmas movies every night, eating popcorn, all those fun things. So save some of your Christmas traditions. It frees up those weeks leading up until Christmas where you can truly take a moment and focus on Jesus and his birth and not feel mom guilt that you have to get everything done before the 25th. Whatever you can, please pull away and just put on the other side. And then you get to anticipate it, you get to enjoy it, look forward to it, and it becomes so much fun. Hey mama, this episode is sponsored by my favorite product line. Whether you want to gain more energy, better sleep, be in control of your health, or lose five or even a hundred pounds, this inexpensive wellness program has proven results time and time again. My friend just lost about 70 pounds and another one of my friends lost about 80. You have access to a personal coach who walks with you connected community, easy, no hassle meal prep, and lots more help along the way. What more info? Shoot me a DM, Facebook message, email, or check out my website, The Busy Vibrant Mom. What are you waiting for? It's so much fun. It's time to invest in you. Number two is to celebrate. Celebrate Jesus's birth get balloons, get cupcakes. I mean, you probably already had tons of sweets, but get something fun. Maybe an ice cream cake that's small. Maybe make ice cream sundaes, but celebrate Jesus's birth. Maybe have your kids make cards or presents for Jesus and put those underneath the tree. Do something really special. We loved getting balloons from the dollar store. That is the best place to get them. They are super cheap and lovely and they last forever so we'd get some balloons and then we'd have a birthday party for jesus we'd have some cake or maybe cupcakes our kids are not very into cake and so maybe some ice cream that they would like or something different and we'd sing happy birthday to jesus and celebrate and it's just so much fun so you can save that to do during those 12 days of christmas to celebrate and really take in that this is jesus's birthday and it is so fun and it's really fun when your kids are little to celebrate like a birthday and so they get that idea that it is his birthday and that this is special and this is fun taking things off your plate, you're able to have a little bit extra time to reflect, to slow down, and just to connect and thank Jesus for coming to earth, for being born, and celebrate his birth and his death and resurrection, and to take that time to celebrate. Number three is togetherness. So we had anticipation, to celebrate, and togetherness. This is to plan some special time just to grow closer as a family and to cultivate adventure. I feel like we are so rushed those first two or three weeks of December kind of leading up to Christmas. We feel super rushed in trying to get school things done. Kids are finishing up school. There's finals week. (laughs) We're trying to get all the things done. The presents sent off to the relatives so they get them in time. The 
the tree decorated, going to get a tree, decorating your house, all the things, right? And so I feel that sometimes we don't get to slow down and really connect during that time. And that also makes me feel kind of mom guilt of we should be spending this time together. We should be connecting as a family. And it's just so busy and crazy. And you're trying to do all the things you do normally, plus 50,000 other things that just come in December. So for me to get planning some togetherness over that break of those 12 days between Christmas and New Year's is huge. This could mean maybe a family vacation for a couple days, maybe a day trip to go to different places. We love going to the aquarium, the Monterey Bay Aquarium for a day, or going somewhere special for a day, maybe going on a hike or going on a road trip, doing something fun, some adventure that maybe you wouldn't normally do or you haven't done before. This could even be going to a new restaurant with your kids. I know it's a little crazy. We tend to not take our kids to any restaurants, which is probably a bad thing, but they're such picky eaters that they won't eat anything anyway. And so it feels like we're just wasting money if we go. But as they're getting older, they're starting to try some new things. So this year, maybe we'll try to go to a fondue restaurant where they can... um, have a different experience. I mean, who doesn't like poking your food with a long skewer and then dipping it in stuff? Really? Our kids will probably just eat the bread 90% of the time, but I think it could be fun and maybe they'll have a good time and it's totally different than things that they would usually do. So things like that, things maybe going with littler ones, going and doing some special trips or some new things, going to a farm, seeing some animals, being outside, or if it's snowy where you are, I'd kind of love that. But if it was snowy, you could do snow angels and play in the snow and go sledding and skiing and all those kind of outdoor activities in the snow. Or even, as one of my friends suggests, you tell your kids it's all time for bed. You get them ready for bed. They're in their jammies. You say goodnight to them. And then you wait a few minutes. And then you burst it and you say, ice cream run! And you grab everybody and go throw them in the car and go take them on an ice cream run in their jammies. So fun surprises like that, fun family times together, playing board games, just doing things that you may not have done before, new things, new adventures, or maybe planning some fun togetherness that you can have. This should be a time of rest, a time just to cultivate time together. I think that's huge because I think saving some of these things, like anticipating saving some fun traditions, knowing that you're going to celebrate, celebrating Jesus's birth and planning together times, planning specific times that you're going to cultivate togetherness just brings so much peace during those first few weeks because you know you can just knock off some things on your to-do list and on your plate and you can focus more on just a few things. And so I think it lightens up the whole holiday season. It lightens up December. It gives you more time to really dig into Advent, to jump into that anticipation of Christmas 
to jump into reflecting and connecting with Jesus rather than trying to do all the things. So hopefully this has helped to take that pressure off of you and your to-do list and take away some of that mom guilt that all of us have and to give us just some space to reflect, some space to be okay with not doing things, to saving things for later, and knowing that they have a place and a time to really celebrate the true meaning of Christmas, to celebrate our Savior's birth, and to take just a moment to know and celebrate his birth on Christmas and to celebrate it between Christmas and January 5th, that season, and just to take a moment to take a deep breath. So hopefully this has helped. I would love to hear about your Christmas traditions and what things maybe you are looking forward to saving for that week. Maybe some fun ideas of what your family loves to do and what amazing things you have planned. So come on over to the Facebook group and hang out with us. Let me know if this podcast has helped you or some fun traditions that you have for Christmas. I would love to hear them. As always, if you could leave a review or subscribe, that would be wonderful and amazing and such a gift to me. And it would be a way that other moms can find this podcast and hopefully it can help bring cheer and hope and just a vibrancy for life to other moms. As always, now go and have a busy, vibrant day. If you like my mom's show, please leave a review, post a screenshot, in your Instagram stories and tag her. Pretty please. Hey, if today's episode was meaningful to you, please share this with others. Take a screenshot, tag me and post it in your stories. Together we can change our day, spread joy, inspire others, and be a better version of ourselves. Until next time, keep laughing and smiling. Come join me on my Facebook group, the busy, vibrant mom. Thanks.